Hey there, everybody. How you doing today? It's a pretty day out here. Sitting out here watching my squirrels and my chipmunks and the birds and listening to the wind blow. But um, we're going to continue our little talk about Peter. Peter, the wild one, the bold one. So we've talked about Peter walking on water and and Peter and his crucifixion and Peter and how he was a fisherman. And you know, like I've said before, these guys were, you know, this is a time of the world when Roman government was ruling over Jerusalem, Israel, the region. And you know, the Roman government stretched out across the the Mediterranean to the shores of Israel and conquering invading armies and so you know the Jews weren't weren't uh how do I say they were they were aware of fighting and of course we read the Bible a lot and we think that they had settled down and you know in the temple area but you know that was a dangerous area in the world and there wasn't a lot of state troopers and highway police and whatnot and if you took walking from city to city you you took your life in your own hands you know roving bandits uh, were there and it was dangerous But you know, also, we get this image from the Bible of, of the New Testament. Of, you know, Jesus is a God of peace and of love. And God, I can tell you what, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, well, if, if Jesus was about love and peace and you don't need guns and you don't need this... You know, God to take care of if you believe, and yeah, you know, God will take care of us. But you know, the biggest example—not making this into another sermon—but you know, Jesus was out in the desert, tempted for forty days, and Jesus had to fend for himself against Satan, didn't he? He didn't send, God didn't send anybody to ward off Satan from Jesus. So likewise, you know, the Bible tells us that, that we will suffer for being Christians. And we will, we will have people attack us. And there comes a time when we need to be prepared. We need to to arm ourselves and defend ourselves and not be led like sheep to slaughter. 
you know, and a lot of people think, you know, that's just wrong, but it's it's not. It's even biblical. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you go to Luke 22, the heading of this sex section is called, Be Ready for Trouble. And if you start at verse 35, he also said to them, When I sent you out without money bags, traveling bags, or sandals, did you lack anything? And not a thing, they said. Then he said to them, But now, whoever has a money bag should take it, and also a traveling bag. And whoever doesn't have a sword should sell his robe and buy one. For I tell you what is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. Yes, what is written about me is going is coming to, to its f- fulfillment. Lord, they said, look, here are two swords. That is enough, he told them. So, Jesus knew that there was coming a time when his disciples were going to be hunted and they would have to defend themselves. We don't see a lot about that in the Bible, but it's clear right here that they were to defend themselves. And I also think that Jesus had a knowledge of what was going to happen that night, that they would need those swords, because if it weren't for that sword, a miracle wouldn't have been performed. So, you know, he went to the garden and prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed. Um, and that was where, you know, he got betrayed by Judas. When they came after him at night, he was betrayed with a kiss. But what I want to get to is in John 18, start at verse 8, Jesus says, I told you I am he. So if you're looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the words he had said. I have lost no one of those you have given me. And that's Jesus talking about his disciples. He hasn't lost any of them. But then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, stuck, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. And the service, servant's name was Malchus. It's only recorded in John, the name of the servant. But if we go back over to Luke 22, we'll go to 49 through 51. It says, When those around him saw what was going to happen, he asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? And then one of them struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. So that was Peter. But Jesus responded, No more of this. And touching his ear, he healed him. So, Peter pulls a sword to defend Christ and whacks the ear off of the high priest, Malchus. 
So you see, they were Jesus' sheep. They were his followers, but they were also ready to defend him and themselves. And you know, even today, we have people walking into churches, shooting them up. And people say, oh, we shouldn't have a gun in church. You know, that's God's house. You can't have a gun in church. Well, those people that come in there to kill you don't care that you don't have a gun, do they? Matter of fact, they're pretty glad you don't have a gun if you don't shoot back. But Jesus makes it clear that sometimes we have to defend ourselves. He gave us enough sense to get out of the rain, to put on our shoes, to not walk backwards in traffic at rush hour. Do you not think he's got enough that we've got enough sense to not be slaughtered? You know it's a saint a shame that people take one thing one context of our religion and twist it and run with it. You know the Israel nation was a mighty nation who fought for thousands of years and struck down many an enemy. Saul and David and all these guys, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they all fought and struck down enemies in the name of God. In the New Testament, Jesus never says we won't have to fight again. He just says, believe. But you know, Peter goes down in the books as the guy who whacked the ear off the chief priest, uh, the, the guard, Malchus. You know, Peter's the one that gave him that part on the side of his head. But I want you to think even more. You know, you hear me saying go three-dimensional on reading, or, or just think a little bit outside the box. Just think about that guy who was committed to the temple, to, the, to being the policeman, you know, for the temple, the guard, and Peter whacks his ear off. It didn't say he nicked his ear. It didn't say he cut his earlobe off. It says he cut the thing off. It fell on the ground. And it says Jesus healed him. He picked it up, put it on his head, and healed him. Now you tell me if that guy didn't go back to the temple and say, how can he be so bad? He put my ear back on my head. You know, my ear was laying on the ground. Peter whacked my ear off. There was blood gushing everywhere. And Jesus just picked it up and put it back on my head. And there was a whole group of soldiers, guards, People, this was not an imagined event. Not only that, 
He may have converted some in the temple. He may have swayed the ones that were teeter-tottering and couldn't decide if they wanted to be a part of this lynch mob. But then imagine when the shift was over and he goes home. And he tells his family, Y'all won't believe what happened to me tonight. You see this blood on my robe? We went to arrest that, that guy, Jesus. And Peter whacked me with the sword and cut my ear off. He didn't nick me. He cut my ear off. See, it just it's gone. it was gone. And that Jesus guy, he picked it up and put it back on my head and healed me. Imagine the witness that that guy became for Christ. We have people that Jesus healed of their blindness and their infirmities, their leprosy. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And all these he did to people that believed in him. But this he did to a man who didn't believe in him. Think about the the ripple effect in the pond of life that Peter caused when he whacked that guy's ear off. You know, it's a, war, uh, uh, a crazy world we live in. It's dangerous. Sometimes you got to stick to your guns, literally and figuratively. We can't just be led to slaughter. It's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to witness for Him. And Peter, the man that walked on water and had little faith and sunk in, and the guy that pulls a sword and whacks the servant's ear off, becomes the guy in the New Testament that the church is built on. He's the guy that preaches... that preaches when the Holy Spirit comes upon all of them. He's the guy that preaches and feeds the thousands, builds the early church. This is the guy that people just want his shadow to touch them. This is the guy that is like any of us. God can take any of us that are willing to serve Him and believe in Him, and He can use you to build His kingdom. The question is, are you willing to be a part of it? And this is Pastor Chip. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope to have you back again another day. God bless each and every one of you, and uh, stay safe out there.